Hey, you're just starting the Trek Off podcast now, so it's a good time for you to subscribe to a new podcast, too. The Totally Super Podcast is me and my good friend Arthur reviewing every single superhero movie ever made. That's right. It's called Totally Super. It's put out by Geeks Radio. It's like Trek Off, but for superhero movies. Maybe not quite so dirty, but... It's still fun. So check out Totally Super. Search for it right now. Whatever you're listening on right now, whatever you found Trek Off on, just use that to find Totally Super and subscribe. Okay, enjoy Trek Off. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. And today, um, we have so many things to talk about, so many things in our grab bag to talk about. We've been uh, uh, so focused on on like a topic or on a trailer or whatnot that we really haven't had a chance to take a look at uh, just so We haven't grab done bag our typical, things. yeah, where we just like all of us, we meant to talk about a thing and then all of a sudden yeah. we're talking about all kinds of other weird shit. Yeah, so we're just, yeah. just going to go ahead and be weird shit today. Yeah, no, it's well, and the, you know, it's it's Star Trek. It's about the weird and the wonderful. It's about discovering things that have never been discovered before, um, which is why they keep going back in time to show us things that we've already seen. Um, so, um, I will I will start. Uh, uh, the first thing I'm going to talk about today is um, uh, I, I have stuff I want to talk about, about how much it sucks to throw your phone into a toilet, which I did. Um but we won't talk about yeah, the Yeah, I have done that. Um, and it was one of the worst things ever. Like, because it was actually an old uh phone, uh, or iPod, I don't remember which one, but like because it was old, it was actually okay. But I feel like if it had been a newer one, like that would have fucking toasted it. It would have been the end. Yeah, no, it's 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 it worked fine for a little bit. Um, and then like the next day the screen just went black, but the phone was still working. So I, we, I could still receive calls, but I couldn't answer them unless I plugged in headphones and hit a button. Um, so, mm, okay. uh, so yeah, I'm just so, saying like, I've noticed like since getting a phone upgrade, right? Like my old phone, I don't know. Or I remember we talked about, I feel like we talked about this, but like goals going, you know, like 50 miles an hour on my motorcycle and it like fell out of my pocket and like hit the fucking road. And like should have been by all rights. Like that would be fair for the phone to be like, yo, man, I'm done. I'm out. (laughs) And the thing looked fucked. Like when the fire and rescue guy like brought it up to me, he was like, I'm sorry. Like I had a death in the family. I'm so sorry. And I was like, no. And then like I hit the button and I'll be lit up. I was like, oh my God. It was so amazing. Right. (laughs) Now my upgraded phone i think i was fumbling with the cat and the dog or something and so it dropped in a case uh same kind of a case as my old phone had in um from about uh, waist level maybe lower just like a straight drop to the floor and it like popped open and like later, Mr. A saw it and he was like, I can see like light coming from inside your phone. That's not right. It shouldn't be like, yeah, no, no, that shouldn't here. happen. And he, and he like put it back together and was like, babe, you can't just, I was like, well, I didn't understand what happened and I barely even dropped the thing. Like, I don't know if that even should have registered as a drop. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, 
Yeah, that's technology. Anyway, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Star Trek. So, um, no, but here's, you dropped here's, it. In, you 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 had a thing about having yeah. dropped it in the toilet. I want to know. Yeah, how. I dropped it. I dropped it in the toilet, and so I, I needed why. to. Why? I really do. Because I was gonna sit on the pot and be on the phone. It's the only piece you can get when you got kids. Um, <laughs> so so um, I imagine you just like uh, Daddy's got to go to the bathroom again, kids. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, how I mean, how like it's why it's it's why all my liking on Facebook happens like in like five minute chunks. Um, <laughs> and you don't even want to know where I am when I'm filming my Instagram videos. Um, <laughs> Everybody file this away for later so you know. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's it's you know what? It's I treat you like number 1 when I'm going number 2. Um so So here we go. The first thing uh that I want to talk about is some stuff that I read. This is really interesting. Um regarding uh the Enterprise. Uh specifically the Enterprise as it appears uh, spoiler alert for those of who, those of you who haven't seen uh, Star Trek Discovery, but the uh, Starship Enterprise uh, appears at the end of of Discovery, the very last moment of the very last episode yeah, like of Discovery. Five it appears seconds or whatever. Um, a Just close glance, really. <laughs> a, a close glance at the Enterprise there will show you that it is not exactly the Enterprise uh, from the original series. At the same time, it's not really an Enterprise that we've ever seen before. Um, it doesn't make sense that it would be different. Um, nope. It doesn't make sense that it would it would be different, um, given that this is supposed to be the same timeline. Or if it's gonna be different, like it should be kind of like wackadoo different, like like Star Trek 09's Enterprise. But it's neither. I don't want and it so, to be though. Like I almost feel like okay. Well, I'm well hear me out. Hear me out. So here's different, but at least it's yeah, and, still- and I. I understand making it recognizable, like a, a little bit different, a little bit different here and there. But when it shows up, I mean, it's clearly the Enterprise, but it has yeah. got some substantial differences. Um, it turns out uh, that the reason for all of this is all legal. Um, it turns out that what happened is right after you had the Berman era of Trek, which is uh, which is going to be next gen through DS9, Voyager and Enterprise and the movies um, stretching from Star Trek Generations to Star Trek Nemesis. That's what you would call the Berman era, the era that Rick Berman was in charge of Star Trek. Um, uh, and at, at, at the end of that, there was a breakup uh, between CBS and. Um, and Paramount Pictures. Um, there was a there was a split between them where CBS ret- retained its rights to show Star Trek on TV, and Paramount Pictures retained its rights to have uh, Star Trek on the big screen. Now we both know that Discovery basically launched all access in a very very like successful. Uh, monetarily and critically way at the same time that uh, the Star Trek uh, JJ verse movies, even though Star Trek Beyond made less than all of them, still considered to be tentpole films. Paramount doesn't have a lot, right? It's got Mission Impossible and it's got Star Trek. And other than that, you don't have a lot of like hardcore Paramount, uh, Paramount Pictures um, content coming out. So, so the thing is, is that one of the pieces of intellectual property that belongs to each is the enterprise. And you, when you get back to that original design of the enterprise, um, it is, uh, it is one of the things that is kind of in limbo, kind of in question. Um, and you, they had to change it. Evidently it had to be at least 25% different in order to 
not violate the terms of some whatever agreement. And that that is somehow also seemingly true for the movies where that's why, why basically the reason well the reason for the alternate universe yeah the reason for the alternate universe is that this is clearly a separate thing um and so that's one of the reasons you're not so we there has already been uh rumors that we're going to see spock in um in season two of discovery but that the spock we see might be spock as like in flashbacks and like burnham's like flashbacks and we might not see adult spock if we were to see adult spock the obvious choice would be zachary quinto and it's not like like homeboy's super busy like he's doing stuff but he's you know to, I mean, he would yeah, have it's the, not like and it's not like he wouldn't do it you, you, you know what i mean like he's, yeah. he yeah he's, expre- he's, he's expressed a like certain resistance to it though he's expressed a certain resistance Has he really? to it. So I, um i guess what it comes down to though is that if you do that, you're having clear bleeding over from the yeah. films into in, 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 into the TV. And so that is that is one of the concerning uh, things that makes it so Star Trek is is sort of fractured, is not whole, is why Discovery has to be notably different than the Trek that's come before, um, because it can't. I guess it can't infringe on the stories that came before um, or interact with them as much as it might. So I really, I'm very curious as to Honestly, how. Honestly, I wish it would just fucking commit to that then. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause if you didn't even like, like, cause that would solve like a good portion of my beef with discovery. See, but the thing is, I mean? I'm not. I'm like, still not ready for that. And I understand the connection, the whole spot connection. Like, sure. They're unnecessary for us to feel connected uh, to the the original series Star Trek that we know. It is, it is unnecessary for us to feel connected to the world that they've built. They could have I, easily I, made it, you know, like a like we've talked about this. It could have been not Sarek. It could have been like Sarek could have been only in so much as. Like he was an ambassador to Earth or whatever, so maybe he tr- helped you brought her to Discovery or whatever. But she was raised by some random, you know, other because <laughs> then it would make sense that like Spock wouldn't just like know her. But it just it really is weird for them to <laughs> ostensibly be brother and sister. And I mean, I agree has, with you. I, 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 you know, again, this is, we're, 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 and then rehashing, we wouldn't even you know, be talking about any of this shit, right? Like this part where it's like, it's coming up against, it's button up against, that means blah, 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 yada, yada. We wouldn't even, it wouldn't even be an issue. You wouldn't have to worry about making it some percentage different. You could just do your thing. And you could, yeah. Have small I think illusions. I think you needed. I think you did need a connection to the original series. I do think you do. I think that you needed. But I'm saying something... you could have had small illusions, like Mud does that. You know what I mean? I don't like... think small illusions enough. I don't think no. Nobody knows who the fuck Harry Mud is, other than existing fans. And let's face it. Well, and we that's are the not only reason to the link target it, audience. Is my point. Would well, you no, not agree? Think... Like, do you think that the that that not already fans? of star trek are care like either they're gonna like the show or they're not gonna like the show but if they're coming in as a trek fan the only reason to link it so solidly seeming to the previous trek is for us it's for people who are watching it regardless and we're gonna know who the fuck harry mudd is 
Yeah, but I think that there's there's the casual Trek fan or the lapsed Trek fan or the children of Trek fans um, who are not going to care about the necessarily about the, you know, the little conflicts between between the the Spock thing, but will also not know Harry Mudd. People who, you know, the JJ fans, but they instance. won't need the. My point is, they won't need any linkage because they're because because they have they don't have a foundation there already. That's my well, point. no, but the I still think do, it needs to feel like like the people the the people who've like seen a couple of episodes of the like everyone knows who Spock is. So Spock is the Spock is the most recognizable icon of Star Trek. Well, I know you can like Kirk better, but the the Spock sure, is sure because you know, of, he because he's an alien and the ears and and he's a, the iconography. Icon. Him with the ears and the and the Vulcan salute and all that. That's the sure. iconography of Star Trek. So a connection to the one thing that everybody knows, I think is. I mean, I think that Discovery does put it all out there. They go, okay, look, these are Klingons. Yeah, they look different, but they're Klingons. We got Klingons. We got Spock connection. We got, you know, oh, that's Spock's dad. You kind of get the sense that's Spock's dad. And that's, you know, you know who Spock's dad is if you saw Star Trek 09. And that's really all you got to know. Um, right. But I like, think if that- you didn't, then it means nothing to you. Like what you're ta- the people you're talking about that like supposedly it's f- the linkage is necessary for are people. I don't think it's necessary. I think it's a that hook. It's really Spock's dad. Like. It's just not, it's the people that it's for, the people that the linkages are for, the people that the calls are for, are for us. And for us, like you are, you are upsetting us more than pleasing us with a a large portion of them. And you You could basically erase that problem. Like you could have had things that link that we can like be excited about linking without fucking up what we know to be Ken and what we know to be reality and, and like the the people who aren't in love or the people who aren't fans already or whatever will never be the wiser. Like they're either because the show is good, they like it or because it's up their alley, they like it or not. I mean, I agree with you. I don't think that there is like, (sighs) like I don't have a really, there's a part. Here's the the thing about discovery. Discovery has what they've done. Discovery has no sense of tongue in cheek to it. That even Next Gen had an element of camp, um, and DS Nine had an element of camp to it. There is no camp to like. You couldn't get away with trials and tribulations on Discovery. It just is not. It would not fly not in with current this iteration, show. No. Um. So I think that you can't just, you know thumb your nose a little like they did in trials and tribulations go well you know who cares you know that's sort of like I mean, like star trek was a, thumbing star, nose that's what i'm saying it's st- well star trek was able, what i guess about- what i'm saying is star trek star trek was able to do that before and go hey you know what who cares because it's you know we're just having fun here but i think that sure. that the tone of of discovery means that you can't do that i'm agreeing with you you can't do that you can't oh, just say right. oh the klingons are different because it's a different design i mean that's that worked for next gen because you could go, ha ha, get it? Tee hee hee. Um, and you like can't really do that it. here. Um, uh, I think that, I think that essentially once you get rid of that, there has to be an in universe reason that this is all different. Um, and again, I, I guess I applaud somewhat discovery for not grabbing the low hanging fruit. Although now I wonder what is the, um, I now wonder what is the, 
the reason that Hoshi was not mentioned? Is it that you couldn't really mention Hoshi? Can you not really bring up Yo Nunyan Sung? I'm looking for for references to direct references to characters in the next gen era, and I don't know that we've seen a lot yet. Um, now and then I, maybe they can't because of legal reasons because that belongs. Yeah, to maybe you could mention races and organizations, but you can't mention these specific characters, characters from the Berman area that all you can ever do is reference original series shit, but you can't, you, you can say Ferengi, but you can't say Quark for instance. Right. And maybe it's because all of those characters are back from when CBS and Paramount were the same thing. And those characters, you know, it's like, it's like Quicksilver in the Avengers. It's like the, the legality of who owns what is somewhat in question. So maybe that, and I'm spitballing. I don't know. I'm not, you know, behind the scene. And I really haven't researched it enough to, to speak that much on it. But I think that, that maybe that's what you're running into. Either way, I think you need, eventually you're going to need an in-universe thing. And you could have, when you did the mirror universe, you could have said Hoshi. There's no reason not to say Hoshi for, for goodness sake. You had an, you had a beautiful Asian woman the last time you saw, um, the the mirror universe saying i'm gonna go take over and then you have a beautiful asian woman who is now in charge it should follow <laughs> like that should yeah like it's that should easy follow thing to have follow um, like to make sense. and you and you and, and you didn't i think eventually all you really need to do is say in some sort of way and it can't be said by a communications officer uhura it needs to be said by someone who's really really in the know to go okay we are in you know, if someone just goes, if they do some kind of time travel episode, something that references back to the temporal cold war and go, we're part of a multiverse that started, that seems to start back in the time. Oh, they did mention Archer. They did. They did say Archer in X01. Okay. So if you said we're part of a multiverse that started back um, well, but they with have, Captain Archer. I feel like and they kind of have done that. Like they've given themselves a kind of an out by having. But they haven't, they haven't said it over To overtly. the mirror universe and then jumped back and it's like you know the way that um that stamus just sort of described it you get the feeling like it's it's not yeah but i i think i think for i think for people like you who are very upset about major changes like the spock thing i think that and and for me somewhat too i think you need an overt statement of of there was a multiverse that was created because of a major temporal event back in the time of captain archer i'm like not even sure i would have needed a a statement i just would have needed it to have happened before right like the thing is here's the thing but it works now going forward because they like left and came back like i think i could have particularly because there's a lot of good storytelling going on there's a lot of good character development yeah but but the klingons would all have to be different again the Klingons would have to be Michael. It, it would all have to be very different, and it's it's. I think you need to say, and I think this is realistic to say, to say that you had basically a giant crack in time that happened back during the NX01. You had a a temporal I don't even cold think war. You need a crack in time. I mean, parallels tells us. Parallels like, tells us, but that's that's an episode where everything kind of returned. So I think that I it think is, that no, you have no. It is an episode where he returns which is not the same thing and okay what but I in parallels the klingons episode, all look like klingons i mean that's i mean I, as far I, as we know what i love about that episode here's, here's is what that i want though is, here's, is the here's way my deal. that it, I don't, it builds right because it starts with very little things 
And like, I think that's the sort of thing that's kind of a hard concept to get across um, to uh, to anybody, really. But it's, it's a difficult concept, um, you know, that the spin of an electron, you know, changes this sure. thing or that thing. And then like how that can, um, once you get into massive changes, right, it's like, I feel like usually what we've got is this idea. People are very easy. It's un- It's easy to understand, oh, this is like a different universe and everything's different. Like people are the same, but everything. Yeah, I get everything. I get that, that and, and I know that we're in a right? multiverse. I guess. But I guess what my I'm point is, is, is what's I guess, harder to understand is the things like just it's a vanilla cake instead of a chocolate cake. I am or less insignia is a little invest, bit but I am less invested. I am less invested if I just go okay. Here's a here's another Star Trek multiverse. Like I I I need it. It's it's the reason why as good as the episode that is the mirror universe episode of of Enterprise is, it's not one of my favorites because no one from my universe is in it. Um, yeah, so, like I like, didn't. I it just felt weird because like why are we minus here? that connection? I'm like I'm like this is a neat story, but why do I care about anything that's happening right now? Yeah, um, like this is a cool story, but like you haven't linked it back to the universe I know. Right. So if we link this back to having some meaning to the universe that we know, that's what I want. I, I want there either to say from Enterprise forward, this has happened. Here's the reason that it happened. Here's where the fracture in time and all those multiple universes started was because let's face it. Let, let, let's let's be really clear. We have an entire universe because one guy came back to get Spock and and accidentally fuck shit up. Right. We have like that. We have an entire mirror universe or or alternate universe because that happened. But we've never said, hey, an entire race of beings deliberately went back in time and and attacked Earth right as we were going forward and and had everything to do with our beginning space travel um, and and was intimately involved in, in what was going on with us as a species as we were starting to explore the galaxy and was on purpose, trying to fuck up time. That's what they were trying to do. That was their stated intent. And it would be very they easy to They were trying to, go, to control time, which is not the same thing. But All right. Sure. Well, they were trying to fuck manipulate, up time Manipulate, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Like they were trying to manipulate um, time to whatever their end yeah. game was. or their In such a know, way that it were. would not be super for us. Um, sure. And I think that you, I think that a recognition of that as a starting point would give you a lot of leeway. And also you wouldn't just have to go, you wouldn't just have to go, Oh, it's a multiverse. You'd be able to go, Oh, it's a multiverse because of the prime timeline, which is what one thing that I think JJ did really, really well is to say, you know, and you know, I think that he destroyed the prime timeline, but either way destroyed it or created a multiverse from it. At least it's connected to it. What I, what I appreciated about what you've got this thing. Like, it's so weird to me that you have this hang up, particularly um, when it comes to Star Trek, because like one of the things I have always loved um, about Star Trek, and like probably one of the reasons I love it more than Star Wars, right? Um, which I also really enjoy and think is fun. Um, I think what I love about Star Trek is that it has always. Um, I'm not trying to say it's like it's the real, it's the truth, but like it has always tried very hard and 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 spent significant mind share on incorporating uh, science theory and using that as the basis for why things work and how things work. And so like that gives it a kind of, it get, to me, it always gave it like a, a solidity and a sense to it that 
was that's better than just like randomly making up some shit right and the reality is the idea that we are but one of any number of iterations of of you know universes the many worlds and you know interpretation is like that is a pretty well known and sure yeah it's, thanks to jurassic park we know, all get it so theory in 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 quantum yeah. you know physics so like yeah i guess well and, and I, let's let's be clear you so are more familiar with it than most whole, like he's destroyed the prime timeline now I'm, you know, so what i'm doing future. is i'm is i there, there's <laughs> all right so th- there is a um you know there's a certain group of people that would say about any of this uh you know oh it's all it's all fake. It's all fiction. Who gives a shit what happens? And there are people who say that. And I I say that the more fantastical the world, the more it has to follow its own rules. So I can accept, you know, uh, I can accept Harry Potter's world where all magic is, you know, possible. Where basically anything you can think up, you can kind of do. But if Harry Potter steps outside of the rules of what I understand it to be, if suddenly there were or what is it's, established, it's one, yeah, it's one of the reasons, for instance, I had a problem anytime there were robots on Buffy. Like Buffy, I understood the rules of Buffy and Buffy made sense that within the context of the Hellmouth. Yeah, anything right. could happen because of the Hellmouth. But also there's a genius who can design sentient robots who the genius is in high school and is the smartest guy in the entire world can make sentient ro- robots. That never made sense to me. And it was always. Yeah, I that does kind of break it. with I its th- own. And, and you could go, well, it's Buffy. Anything can happen. I would go, yeah, but it needs to follow its own rules. And the issue that I have is that within Star Trek, the rule has always been someone fucked up the past. We better fix it. Like that. There have been movies and shows and all episodes, about that. Sure. And episodes yesterday's Enterprise, Star Trek First Contact. That's all about someone fucked up the past. We better fix it. You know, when, when the Enterprise C is changed, but it's you watch our Picard. past. Like, so I think that all there's like a simple word missing for you. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. Past. It's and it's it's a little thing. It's they're they're you know, it's interesting because we're I'm showing my youngest now that Back to the Future movies and my older one who's seen him before. And, you know, anyone's heard me talking about my older kid. My older kid is kind of like super smart and it's, i'm not just a dad who says that like everyone who no meets he him, really is confer- he's, he's very yeah, he's very like smart the, he's like next einstein level smart maybe um but we're talking about the concept of time travel and the different theories of time travel and there's there's you know the the theory that time travel is absolutely impossible mm-hmm. um which is uh sort of if you're watching shield this season that's one of the things they're discussing is that you know the that's the that's the loss oh no that's not even the lost uh, theory of time travel. That's it is you can't ever change anything. Um, you go back in time and no matter what you try and do, your efforts will be what has always happened. And you can't ever change it. Right. There's that. You can't there, ever change. There's causality and time has yeah, a flow and like what you yeah, do. Ti- and there are even episodes in Star Trek where they talk about that, where it's like, well, how do we know that doing this thing isn't what caused yeah. the thing? Right. Then there's then there's what I call the lost theory of the the theory of time travel from lost which is time can be sort of messed with you can push it off stream but it will always self-correct i guess i guess you could that's sort of like the the final similar i think that well no 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 the the first one is nothing can ever change you can't even change one detail 
If you go back in time, you always went back in time. If you go back in time to change something, you always went back in time and to change something. And that's why things are the way they are. Yeah. So right. um, okay. so in in S.H.I.E.L.D., minor spoilers for what's happening no, now in S.H.I.E.L.D. No, 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 no. Right, well, spoilers. I'm sorry, but you know they went to the future because that was in the in the commercial. I don't know anything like that. Stop. La, 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 Well, this is from six months ago. All right. Well. I will not spoil anything major. I will spoil it. You can't talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. until it's on Netflix. I don't know how how many times we got to go over this. All right. So, all right. In this show that I'm watching called called Smagents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Stop. You're such a dick. A conversation conversation is had about about being in the future. And the people talking to the people in the future said, yeah, the people in the past were trying to change the future. That's exactly what always happened. And that's the whole idea. That, so the idea is that if you go back in the past, there's nothing you can ever do. Time is absolutely okay. For predestined. For the record, though, you didn't need Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to say what you just said. Just say Okay. E- either way. Then there's the lost. <laughs> I would like to there's, there's, there's the Fuck lost you. idea, which is you can change things incredibly now. You can do, you know, you can blow up Vulcan, but by the time you get to next gen, most of it will have gone back to the way it was supposed to go. Time will have found a way to make to it as much as it would things. have been like before. Yeah. Um, that it's it, The pendulum will always swing back. And then you have the multiverse theory, which is that you every for every decision you make, time splinters out into different areas, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have what I call the back to the future theory, which is if you go back in time and change something, and this is what yesterday's enterprise was, you have, there's one timeline, and if you go back and change something, it changes, and that's the, that's the line you're on. And the only way to change it. But now, it's interesting. Can I? Can that I? Point right. Yeah. There's only there's only one timeline, and if you time travel on it, then you have changed the course of that timeline. And that's no, yesterday's or enterprise, create, or you create a split off of that timeline. Yeah, and you'd have to go back to before the split. Like it's not even necessarily that you're that the the that that timeline can't continue to exist or whatever but that like you're no longer on that branch and so you don't have Well a way I mean to that, and that's back. that's where quantum theory comes in right when you created the split the question is is there a version where you didn't create the split and a version where you did create the split or does creating the split just divert one single line of history so that's that's the, the that that's essentially the big argument we've ever had is between those two ideas um sure. now can by the way in watching back to the future 2 there's a glaring problem with it that I just realized. A huge glaring problem with Don't it. Don't ruin Back to the Future 2, man. Here's what happens. Biff goes back in time to 1955 to give and gives the himself Almanac. the Almanac. And then goes forward in time from 1955. To put it back. Back to 2015 in the exact same timeline he was in before. Mm-hmm. Following Back to the Future 2 rules, when he went forward in time. It should have like, been in the how- time that. How Biff fucking awesome. disappointed. How fucking disappointed was old Biff? Old Biff must have thought that it didn't work. Like he went forward in time. He must have gone forward in time and said, what the fuck? It's still the same from his point of view. Right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He should have gone forward in time and been in this totally amazing new future. Yeah. Well, um, Biff rules everything. Yeah, but but he is the only thing I can think of that that explain because then Marty and Doc go back from that okay future into their, the nightmare past. Yeah, and that should not past. have been possible. 
they would have had to go from with him to 1955 then forward that's the way it should work the only way that i can think of that makes it work is that time takes like the timeline takes time to to reset itself um which is why when marty stopped his parents from meeting it took like his siblings slowly disappeared and he's like that's so that's true so, yeah it wasn't an immediate thing that it's like yeah it had a ripple and that was like a slow moving erasure or change yeah but that's that's me or working. also conversely like potentially the fact that because he like had the item in question that was initiating the change that like he was outside of the the split right maybe but then, but then, why weren't like Marty that and he Doc had no choice but to return to where from whence he came? Ooh, 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 ooh! What if he went back in time, caused the split, and then Marty and Doc went back in time, fixed the split, and then Biff came forward? So what you're seeing is Biff coming forward to after basically they when we. It. W- yeah, when Biff comes back to twenty to twenty fifteen, it's after the events of Back to the Future Three. Like the timeline has been completely reset, and. And it didn't matter because it's it's basically you're playing the time game from Bill and Ted at this point. Only the only people who are affected are the ones who actually succeed. Who are playing the game. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. It's, though it's that, Bill ma- and that Ted. actually it, makes sense. Yeah, because if so, they <laughs> go back. They find out. Yeah, because when they because when they um, they find the wrapper, not the almanac, right? When yeah. and he's like, Marty, what did you do? Or whatever. Well, I, I think maybe it is the time game. Maybe it's just like when when like Denomalous at the end of, of Bill and Ted's bogus journey, like pulls out a gun, but then the gun doesn't work, and Bill and Ted go, "No, we win." So we set up the gun. <laughs> ah, it, no, yeah, no, it does because if you're both fiddling around with it, and in the end they re- they went back before the thing, got the thing, it didn't happen, then it was all thwarted. Like that's. Yeah, no, that still works. That's <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's no, it still time. works. Like you just have to think about it for a second. <laughs> all right, so I want to tell you something else that I read here. I'm reading all this from trekmovie.com. Um, so as we know, Star Trek Beyond didn't do that well. Um, uh, Which compared really to the other, upsets it's- me because it was the best one of the movies, man. Well, yeah, here's the here's the thing, though. Star Trek Beyond's a really good movie. So Star Trek Into Darkness did really, really well. Star Trek Into Darkness, people didn't like so much. So the next one, it's always, you know, you, you don't not it's pay like the bill. It's so not you, fair. you don't not pay the bill for the food that wasn't good at the restaurant that you got. You pay the bill for that. And then you just don't go back to the restaurant next time. So yeah. that's that's so. So. But despite that, Star Trek Beyond was still like Paramount's like highest grossing film in 2016 um and uh and uh paramount uh brass has all changed and there was some question about what the next star trek film was going to be well zachary quinto is uh is quoted uh as saying this there's a lot of energy around more star trek movies which ones are going to happen which ones might happen first i can't really say i don't know honestly there are lots of conversations being had about it and i know there are plans afoot to do at least one if not more movies 
I know Paramount under their new administration is eager to keep the franchise going. I feel like as soon as we go reconvene and there's a script and the studio believes in it in, in a director, whether it's Quentin or someone else that comes up talking about Quentin Tarantino uh, doing Star Trek, which we talked about, hopefully we'll move it all forward. I'm pretty sure Quentin is doing his other project, which he wrote. So it might kind of contextualize things in terms of the chronology, which might which we might make more than one movie if we make more than one movie. So. This is really interesting. We've talked so much about Quentin Tarantino doing a JJ verse movie, but there is also Simon Pegg's script floating around, which is essentially let's wrap up, you know, let's wrap up the alternate timeline universe. It's the idea that you, it goes, it's a time travel movie, which, which would bring this current crew, of the enterprise back to the events of star Trek 09, where they get to fix it and restore the original timeline. Um, they've even, from what I understand, they've had conversations with Chris Hemsworth is coming back as Kirk's dad, um, which would be, we've talked about that as an idea. It would be a beautiful story, like getting to meet your dead dad and work with him to save the world. Like God, yeah, the emotion really cool. The emotional core is there. And at the end, you know, you can have the, you know, all of our adventures, everything we've done, none of it will matter. Do you think that we'll do you think that we'll find ourselves again somewhere out there? And him going, yeah, I think it's pretty clear that we will. And then you you cut at the end to like Shatner. And and you've then all of a sudden we've talked about it. This has been a pocket universe within the Star Trek universe that has a clear beginning, middle and end. And I love that. I think that would be wonderful. I do like the that question, as an idea. For sure. The question then becomes, what could Tarantino be doing? What would interest Tarantino? And I want to postulate to you that Quentin Tarantino, who is just slightly older than us, um, is not necessarily the biggest fan of the original series. What if he did a next-gen movie? What if that was his idea? Said, you know what? I want to do, and I and I got this idea because somebody posted like gritty looking pictures of the next gen cast, like like sort of that dirty poster look you can do. And it's like, true. what if he what if he did a Logan version of a of a next gen movie about the old guys getting back together for one last thing? Hurrah! And it was. Um, it's about aging and it's about getting older. I, and it's I a- would be down with it. I think I, I would, I think I would be. I, I don't think it could have a gritty look to it though. Like Logan, it can't be gritty and dark. No, 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 not, not gritty and dark you know in that I mean? way. But I, Here's the thing, what Tarantino... You mean in, in, in a dealing with aging, dealing with... You know, because, I mean, honestly, they did that. I, I, I think I think I would really dig that as an idea because we've... Because um, we kind of... We saw that in the original series movies. You know, we, we, we heard them talking about that. We heard them, you know, coming to grips with letting go of where... You know, and I feel like we we touch on that a little bit um, in the like the last episodes uh, of Next Gen with going to the future and the you know yeah. what I mean and, and being in the future and the past and all those things happening sort of concurrently. Um, but but yeah, I think that, and I think it's timely, like from from a, from a social I, I, perspective because we're so obs- like we're still. 
I, I don't know at what point we'll stop, but we're still so obsessed uh, with youth. And I think that um, I like the idea of of discussing those things of of well, and let's be about clear that. about the let's be clear about the original series movies. They don't really deal with it. They touch on it, but and they have scenes here and there about it. Certainly, yeah. I mean, it's not a but whole they, film about it, I suppose. But yeah, they talk about the legacy next, and but 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 you know, the original series was always. Not always, but often, and especially in the movies, about high adventure with the philosophy, where you could say that Next Generation was often just about the philosophy. It was often just like, let's let's just sit here and have a whole episode about Picard living someone else's life with a flute. Like I think that 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 would not fly <laughs> that would not fly very often in in original series and certainly in the original series movies there's always been a sense of we've got to have a sense of high adventure. And one of the things you could say about the next gen movies I is mean, that even yeah, in Sur- and no even though because I mean, maybe that's why a lot of people didn't like Star Trek 5. A lot of Star Trek 5 is not about high adventure. Well, that's right. It, and it didn't work that well with that group because that is not always what but it, that show was but it so did what right you- like but it did talk i think that's why i like that one there's a lot of character introspection and work and there's a lot of 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 coming to terms with where you are in life and i think what like, like i said i think there's a lot of more yeah but ultimately, but ultimately it also are- it also devolves into silliness which i think that's why i wouldn't the want end, this sure. this this movie we're talking about i wouldn't want it overseen by Harv Bennett and William Shatner that I would want this to be this is the sort of thing what that Tarantino does well get a bunch of interesting characters in a room and have them talk yeah you know and so when I say like Logan I mean yes a little more grit a little more seriousness I don't think it needs to be necessarily rated R for it to work um, but if it had like just sort of a more somber undertone sort of like a almost like a uh, like like unforgiven a little bit, but without the without the the revenge and darker energy to it, but like sort of that. Um, yeah, because like, it still I think it needs to have that that utopia but, thread. But and that also, stuff, but 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 I do but think also it's something that would be decidedly just because we live in some sort of utopian society, like that, and that's part of I think part of the Star Trek message or messaging has always been like even though we are you know essentially in this utopian scenario, like human beings and sort of the things that we struggle with internally um that's that's probably not just like gonna go away right well and that's and that's where that's where i that's where i feel like this this could really like like and i the idea of this as a movie could bring out first of all you have the cast and and the acting that they can do but you you do a decidedly lower budget star trek Right. It's a yeah. You don't like, have to no, definitely don't have action figure Picard. We definitely, you know, yeah. I mean? it's, it's you, you have you, you, you set it mostly on the ship as they go to do an adventure. You don't necessarily have to kill everybody off. As a matter of fact, it would be great if they could do it without killing anyone off. No. Yeah. Um, don't kill anybody. Why would um, you kill anybody? Although, Why the fuck would you even put that out there, dude? Because it's Quentin yeah. Tarantino. It's a Tarantino. No. Um, no. I mean, he can uh, kill a bad guy's galore. I'm bathed you know what? Dexter's Bring blood. Pulaski along and kill her off. Yeah, you can let kill her, Pulaski. Let that be the moment. I feel you know, terrible like, now. <laughs> you can bring her along just to kill that bitch. I know. <laughs> you got to have the one. So let's let's have her. Um, but you have, you know, 
the one thing that I guess that Star Trek they've talked about a little bit, but only from the perspective of youth is really truly aging. Like Kirk, you know, Kirk got glasses and talked about feeling older, but like having, you know, having a, an 80 year old guy talking about being like, like it doesn't matter how utopian it gets your body. You know, Picard talks about it on, on, uh, on next gen. Eventually you have to succumb to the ravages of old age, but he's doing it to a guy who is in, you know, old age makeup. Like, so let's have these guys out there dealing with their age being almost unable to pull off this thing they're trying to pull off, but it's something that they see as galaxy saving. Or um, it's some unfinished business of theirs. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, what... Like, because... Like, you can, instance, you can have them... The, like, the link between Space and the... Star Trek 2 is fucking great, right? Like, if there would be some lingering thing that they feel some level of responsibility for right and therefore feel like they are in a unique position or that episode like where that one um uh where the guy de-ages or whatever like because he yeah, did the that's the, one the, I'm the shady about. shit to stop the thing like if if it was something like that something that that maybe because i can't think of anything in their closet that is you know, that, but i wouldn't have thought that what happened at the end of space seed was like I, I wouldn't have thought that would be sure, a, a yeah. thing that they did like wrong. Right. Well, I don't so think they necessarily have to follow, thing. but but I don't think you necessarily have to follow the example. of. In fact, I think it would be a, a, a mistake to necessarily follow the example of space. Seed. I think, I think they need to save the universe. And if you think about how they saved the universe in all good things, if you take out the spectacle of it, it was by out thinking an anomaly. So what if you had a thing that was universe ending, but it, that's just the MacGuffin, right? That's just the, you know, we can save the universe if we push the button, you know, whatever the thing is, whatever the thing is we have to figure out. You know, the really good writers, better than me, will figure out the puzzle <laughs> that they have to solve. But they are, you know, they are old and no one, you know, they've been put out to pasture. Nobody, it's sort of like all good things. Nobody really wants to hear what they have to say about this. They want to go out and save the universe and, and no one believes them. Like, like the world has gone on. So it would be basically, okay, well we need to go out and save the universe and nobody believes us. So we're going to do what we always do. We're going to do it anyway. And we're going to go out and save the universe um, on our own, but not in a Star Trek three kind of, we're going to hijack a ship type of way. You know, they are able to commission you know, their own, like an old enterprise. Maybe they commissioned the old like Enterprise A, right? Which would be really cool to see the next gen crew on the Enterprise A bridge. Um, And they they find the old Enterprise A, which is essentially a nothing ship at this point. It's it's uh, 150 years out of date. It's it's in mothballs. It's a museum or something. Or, or it's just like this broken down ship and they, they, they commission it and they get it running and they and have I just to go. The, the problem I feel with that just like since we're, you know, since we're writing this movie, um, is that it can't be a mothball somewhere. Like the the way that the that the Star Trek universe and the society works, like they don't just like leave trash and waste lying around. Like it would be in it would be used. Some for guy it would has have it. a purpose, or but it some guy just be has sitting it. around That's broken down somewhere. Some, but that how how next gen of a plot is this? Some guy has it, and they got to go convince him to let them take it. That's 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 like some right guy out of has it. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, some random guy. It's the it's the most 
you'll it's the most sort of disrespectful thing. Some collector, some dude, some junk trader. It's you know it's it's a toe it's it's junk it's a trader like that's see I feel like you're letting your Star Wars get in your brain. No no I no. Think no. It I, could so be, I think it could be a museum piece, and what yeah, it's it could a museum be piece is they could just convince whomever um, helped get it, like maybe the museum cu- curator or something. Like I do see a scenario in which they convince, or it has been retrofitted, it has been changed. Like, that's another thing. Like, it could be like, okay, well, it's no longer useful as what it was, right? Because it was just too outdated to really upgrade. So they, like, shifted and they changed. Like, because that would have its own challenges to it as well, right? For Jordy to deal with. Like, if it was no longer, that wasn't its purpose anymore. So, like, there were things that weren't there that he needed there. So he would have to, like, be coming up with. It would be what really if it, cool what to if see Jordy in that way. Coming up with what some if it's Jerry hanging in disgrace? It- Hanging in disgrace, like at the Klingon homeworld, like someone got it cheap, and it's hanging in disgrace at the Klingon homeworld. And you and got it, it cheap. There's no money. Like that's what I'm saying. I don't understand. No, for Klingons, there's plenty of money. Klingons do use money all the time. Sure, yeah, that's but the, but, the, but but then the, I, that, which was, was by the way, I loved. It was always Nog's argument where where they were trying to get the the trading card, and he, he was like, "This trading card costs lots of latinum," and 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 he goes he goes, "Well, we." We we don't need latinum. You don't need latinum. No, we don't use it. We don't need it in our society. Then why do you need mine? It's just like like someone has it, or maybe it is a Ferengi. It's just sitting sort of out there in disgrace. I just like the idea of this rundown ship that never got you know the ship didn't, and that's an allegory for them, right? The ship didn't. Right, get but that's its, what I'm saying. It gets it gets refitted for something de- if different and other. Right. Much like them. Like you aren't up to stuff. So you're not like out there adventuring anymore. Right. Just like this ship is like, hey, you did your thing. And, and, and what I like about it is the idea that there's not a, there's not a, like an intent or a cruelty to it. Right. There is a, um, pragmatism to it. Right. It's not about you're not good and you're not good enough anymore. Just like, you know what? I just like, think that I just like, think the, that the, it amou- needs the to amount be- of work and time it would take to outfit to, to outfit this ship to make it as good as it's as it's you know contemporaries doing its job isn't worth it like our resources are better spent elsewhere but well, if and we that's what happens at the end that's what happens at the end of at the end of uh star trek six they the ship's being decommissioned and they just sort of take it you know and what right, if it's just that kirk, hit, so it, just, kirk re- hit it somewhere because they didn't want it to, they didn't want it to be decommissioned whatever right I but mean, i'm saying but that they've done that to the end that's my point they've done that to this ship they've retrofitted it for some other thing and it's doing just fine at whatever that other thing is but it's some low grade you know but it's not, not terribly- worthy of what it is and it's a little bit run down it's old right and it's that's what i'm saying so there'll be certain there'll be challenges for jordy to get it like cuz they would need it to be like enterprise ready and it wouldn't have stuff like it wouldn't have phasers and it wouldn't have like there would be all kinds of systems and things that like just wouldn't be present for what it was currently doing as its job right you know what it so, is you know what it is oh my gosh you know what it is remember the um the the second season uh episode the battle where uh where Riker was in an old rundown ship and he had to do a mock battle with the enterprise it's sort of like that, where it's like, okay, does this ship have phasers? No, 
but I yep. bet we can we can do a feedback that you can get one. That's what shot I'm saying. Like you get phases. to that's what I'm saying. You get to see Jordy like because we very rarely get to like normally Jordy is like got all of the best toys and all high tech and he knows yeah. how to make that shit sing. But I think he's the only engineer that we've really seen that like I mean because I feel like we with with Scotty he always got things or did things that like it shouldn't have been able to do or it couldn't do. And like yeah, the same thing the with, same Ma- with O'Brien, but like we never really got to see that so much from Jordy. And I think it would be cool because he would, and it would be such metaphorically speaking, right? It would be like, yeah, so he's not a young buck like he was back in the day with all the shiny tools, but he's got all this you, experience actually, you know, and you, knowledge you know who your and death he can is? use that. You know who the death oh. is? Because you got to have the, the sacrifice play. No. no, I'll tell you who it is. Listen, it's Quark. Quark would be so useful in this sort of thing. And they bring Quark along. You know, who's the guy who can get us stuff? And at the end, Quark makes the sacrifice play. Quark sacrifices himself to save everyone else to show his growth from where he started. That Quark on this mission we're discussing would be perfect. And he's the only, let's face it, you know, as good as the doctor is, maybe seven of nine is recognizable, but like Quark, and I remember from walking around, you think nobody watched Deep Space Nine. Maybe nobody did. But when I was doing the King's Dominion gig, I would get people who've never seen Star Trek before who would see a Ferengi and go, hey, Quark. They just knew who Quark was. Quark was just, you knew him. So so you bring Quark along as well, which I think would be, he's the guy who helps get them stuff. And what you have is you, basically you're doing the, you're doing kind of a geriatric version of the Magnificent Seven, right? That's sort of what you're doing. You're getting everyone I've together. Not seen the Magnificent Seven, so I can't speak. Um, it's like the it's like the episode, the Magnificent Ferengi, but in the West. Um, you're getting <laughs> you you're you're getting everyone back together. the sh- The ship is kind of now a hunk of junk, but you can make it do the things that you need to for what it needs. Everyone, including the ship, is run down, but it's it is it is a mission of such importance that it is it it is universe saving, and nobody believes you. Because you're old. Nobody believes that you're right and no one believes you can do it. And they, through guile and through, you don't have the big giant space battle. The only space battle you get uh, yeah, is- Yeah, through guile, at, through it, experience, you know? The only space battle you get is at the end as the ship is being, you know, pummeled at the end. of the. The, the only space battle you get is really in the last- you know, the last 10 minutes of the movie, kind of like Logan, like you, the, you get your action scene at the end because, you know, you, you, you want to set up what the ship can do. It's like Ocean's Eleven, you it's check off ship, right? You set up what can do, and then you do need to give it an opportunity to do what it can do. Um, but it's, that's really the only action. You don't need to have motorcycle chases and you know what I mean? And right. no, I'll bet I, you could get the, the dude, cast relatively cheap. You know I'm on board for that shit. Like they should let us write movies, but they they really this don't. is and this they don't is, even ask this, us. You guys, this like, is just be listening. Yeah, I think I think this is this is the sort of thing that Tarantino would do really, really well. This oh, he is the definitely sort of thing. would. I think he would do. I think he would do that story very well. Like because he does such like when you think of like Django Unchained, for example, like some of the best moments of that movie. I mean, are just these really either incredibly taut conversations, like at the table, you know, where, I mean, that brilliant monologue um, by, uh, um, you know, the cute boy. Yeah. Um, Holtz, whatever his name is. Uh, yeah, we're talking to the same guy. Yeah. 
You know who I mean? Damn it. How yeah, did I not yeah. think of his name Well, right I'm now. thinking wow. more Hateful Eight. I'm thinking more Hateful Eight, but on a Starship bridge. Well, I haven't you know, seen like, Hateful Eight, but I'm just saying, like, oh, I, my so point good. is, like, and in Django Unchained, like, there's, like, conversations, like, just around the campfire. That are well, and let's so be clear intriguing. about what Tar- Tarantino doesn't just do taut conversations. He's really good doing conversation between people who genuinely like each other. Like that's in Pulp just, Fiction, that's you, what I was well, just no, talking it, about. Like when they're talking around the fire, like and he's just met, you know, Christoph yeah, Waltz's yeah. character, or whatever, and they're kind of bonding, and they're these lovely. That's what I'm talking about. Like they're all these lovely. Like, and they're not short scenes. It's not like you know some one minute, two minute campfire scene like it is a long scene and it's just them kind of getting to know each other a little bit and like it's it's this beautiful interaction and you've also got you know like this really taught you know i'm just like these were just two examples but like my point is like that movie like my remembrance of that film like i know there was action in it but my remembrance of that film is not about all of this action you know what I mean? Yeah, My remembrance no, I, of that film is is all the conversations. Well, and I think that's, you know, I think that you do need to have big Star Trek tentpole films to pull everyone in. But I think that there's something to be said from look at Star Wars right now. and Look at Solo coming up. I hope the Solo does really well. I really do. And the, and the trailer got me excited for it. And, and I look at Rogue One. And the one thing that Solo has going for it right now is that the anger around around Last Jedi, whether or not it's deserved doesn't seem to be pushing itself into solo and solo if it's good i please be good please be crowd pleasing don't be challenging solo should not be it should be oceans 11 there should be nothing challenging about that film that film should just be a rip yeah, roaring people good really time. don't like to think anymore so well no but that's the thing though that what you can do You'll it's you'll like the X Men movies. Like the X Men movies have it figured out. They're like, okay, we're gonna do the big movies. Think about how shitty X Men Apocalypse was, right? It just Ugh. wasn't good. And yeah. then you had Logan and Deadpool, both in the X Men universe. So when X Men Dark Dark Phoenix comes out next, people aren't like so still soured. And yet at the same time, had Deadpool not done very well, it was only a seventy million dollar movie compared to like two hundred million for like the Avengers movies. Deadpool did really well; it makes a bunch of money. All of a sudden, you have a new franchise. And same thing with Logan; it did really well on a little budget. So you you can and, and same thing with Rogue One; you can take chances on well, the smaller just, other that's films. That's why I that's why I'm saying like. This is why I, you know, every time, you know, you say, but it was fun or because of this, this, that, and that. And it's just like, it's just a big pile of garbage. That's like a bunch of set piece moments put together. I'm like, I, I just, and, and I feel like I've, what my, is the big I've pile of garbage? Which movie is the big things. pile of garbage that you're talking about though? I can't, I can't think there's so many. I can't think of. Here's the thing. I, the you're, one, head. one, you're referencing Ready Player One, which you haven't seen. And two, you're referencing the conversations that we had about Star Trek Beyond, which was everything you thought it was going to be, not what it ended up being. No, I guess I'm, what I there are other things like like Batman v Superman or or well, I don't like, like that. The, I mean, I'm just saying, or like, like other. Or like Transformers movies, some a, a large portion of those, those I feel. Um, a lot of a lot of there's just like where you're saying, but you have to do this and you have to do that, and I'm like, I refuse to believe that. I refuse to believe that like our society has gotten to such a point that like people are just like, no, I had to use my brain, and it was just kind of like thought provoking and low budgety, and it wasn't there wasn't a fight every five seconds, like. 
All right, so and I, I will. Feel, I, I feel I, vindicated, I will, like because Logan isn't that. That movie is definitely not a, a, sure. a fight every five seconds, and I, it is get, so I, good. I get what you're saying. So I, I here's the counterpoint that I have Hollywood's to that. Paying attention, right? Well, I, I do, I do hope Hollywood is paying attention too, and I think that I, the lesson I hope that Hollywood learns is that one financially it does make it does make sense to do the big movies when you have like you want star trek to make you a billion dollars every time that's what you want to have happen i think that having the ebb and flow having the big movie small movie big movie small movie i think is maybe a pattern that works that means you can have you know five years between your big movies where you take the big risk and the movie in between them is a smaller risk but sometimes, like Deadpool, smaller risk that yields you a great reward. But if it doesn't yield mm-hmm. you a great reward, it doesn't become a, you know, the, the cost of the movie, like Star Trek Beyond. Star Trek Beyond barely made money, even though it made so much money um, because it cost so much to do. So that's, you know, the, yeah, everyone's like, looking that's for the thing, too. Like, even with, yeah, I think Deadpool's a, another really great example. Like, You've you have said I was like I thought the action and it was great but like you have said like when you compare it to this or this or that right it's not the same level of like set piece whatever and it's like but yeah clearly that doesn't like that's what I mean I I I have always said I refuse to believe that people are incapable and that this is what they really want to see and that I believe that Hollywood has gotten it into their heads that this is all people want to see. And I love that Deadpool and Logan and these other movies are like proving that they're wrong. And it's like, hey, it's not no, proving Hollywood. that they're wrong. But let's be clear, though. It's not proving that they're wrong. It's proving that there can be anomalies to the rule. There can be exceptions to the rule if you take existing do you think Logan would have made the money that it made if it was called Bob and it was about, about a guy named Bob? No, it had to be about Wolverine. And if Wolverine sure, had not already okay, done but 10 my point movies, is is that every other Wolverine movie they had done they had done the way they thought people wanted movies done is my point right yeah and then Logan got done the way it ought to have been done and sure. it, and it worked and it's the best yes. and it is the best standalone Wolverine movie there is it is oh I'll, I'll take it a step further it's the best x-men movie it's it's it is. It is. Yeah, I'd say that's true too. Yeah, it's the only X Men movie you could also call a film at the same time. Logan is. is I, I agree with you. My, my you know my, what I mean. The, just the thing is this. So it has. Though. I'm thing saying it's though. been proven, and they should fucking wake the fuck up and make the movie that we're talking about right now. But like, just call but us here's in. The thing. We'll come to L A. Well, I we'll, yes, we'll they should meet make with the movie Tarantino. Now. But I still think. It'll be great. But I still want the high octane. <laughs> I still want the high. I like. I'm going to be I very unsatisfied. I don't believe that's going away, dude. That's kind of my point. But like, we th- not every movie needs to be that. And I think no, that but they- and that's what I'm. I'm saying that within Star Trek, I think that every other movie, I think you can go big, small, big, small, big, small. Um, okay, and that's you can, fine too. You can have, every once in a while, I get you know a, a, a movie that's more about substance than just. Like, I'm saying every other. I'm saying I'm saying every other thing. You have the you have you have the big the big one is the big net to roping all the new people and then the small one is now that you've got all the new people they come in to see this other one which challenges them and i think that's a that that is a way to go look i here's the here's the issue here's 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 the issue when it comes to big budget versus small budget movies that that you would go see um and whether or not people are tolerant of them um what people want is you know black panther just became the third highest grossing movie of all time 
It's now made more money than Titanic. I want to see it so bad. It is the highest grossing Marvel film and it's made more money than Titanic now. Wow. Like even just just seeing, even just seeing like, um, I I think I was watching some of the snippets from his, uh, from him, the the guy who played Black Panther being on uh, SNL and like just seeing him play his character from Black Panther in like, I think it was Black Jeopardy. That was amazing. That's oh really my funny. god, it was so funny. I know it's because it was to honor his grandmother's place in the family. He's like, "Wow, that's that's really sweet." It's wrong, <laughs> but, but like here's it was the just deal. I and just that little bit of his character that I got to see, like in in this SNL fucking sketch. I'm like, man, I want to see that movie so bad. Like I already yeah, wanted to see the... it, and now I want to see it even more. But here's the deal: uh, Avengers: Infinity War. They threw all the money at like all the money they, they are saying that the two avengers movies together infinity war and avengers 4 which is coming out next summer which was originally going to be infinity war part two but they it's so different from infinity war that they didn't keep the name anymore um those two movies together cost a billion dollars to make Jesus. a billion dollars a billion dollars and you think oh my gosh they, they're never going to make that back which is what everyone was saying before avatar came out you heard what james cameron was spending you're like what the fuck about blue people, no one's going to see this. Um, <laughs> the 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 pre the pre sales for Avengers: Infinity War is double what Black Panther pre sales were, and it it is on track. It will become the highest grossing film ever made. It just will. The, the The numbers are marching out. People have never been as excited about a film as they are about Avengers: Infinity War. Um, like it is it is Force Awakens level of of excitement. Um. Now they built to that forever for ten years. Yeah, I was gonna say it. like it would not be true if it was just like we're coming sure. out with this thing. Like the reason, yeah, because it you, is, you, is you, because you needed to care about every record. single person. Every single person on that screen has got to be someone that you have cared about in their own story. Yeah, um, you, and you, now they, they're they all have built it. that, and yeah. then they've also built some. So also levels of those people working together before. Like, yeah, but, but there like, is a part lot of the, that goes part into the, that part foundation. Of the, like when I see the trailer and I see Star Lord like ragging on Tony Stark, and I can I see Star Lord say say first of all it's a great plan except it sucks, and you just see Tony going <laughs> holy you see Tony going like I haven't seen any to me of that the way. trailers so I have no idea oh that's about. it's my favorite line from any of the trailers is Star Lord talking to Tony Stark going okay one it's oh a great I believe plan. it I it's, imagine that except funny. it sucks. It's it's amazing, and that's what people want to see. I think, and also the 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 tag at the end of one of them is Doctor Strange goes up to Spider Man and goes, and Spider Man goes, "Hi, I'm Peter," and and Doctor Strange goes, "Doctor Strange," and Peter goes, "Oh, so we're using those names." In that case, I'm Spider Man. That's funny. I haven't seen. Um, I haven't seen them. I don't need to see them because I know I want to see the movie. But yeah. So so this is a movie that's going to say. And yet people are saying it's an emotional film. Um. So this is a question: Can you give us all the actors, all the characters, all the spectacle? Because this is going to be mind blowing spectacle. Oh, it's definitely going to be spectacle. And also, can you make us feel? If they pull it off, that'd be amazing. And that's the movie that everybody wants to do. Now, the, yes. the thing about small movies, the thing about small movies is that going out, I will not go out to the theater, Alexia, to see a small movie anymore. You went I won't out do to it. see Logan, didn't you? It's because it was Logan. It's because it was Wolverine. And yeah, it's only because it was Wolverine. But I will not go out to see a drama in the theaters anymore. 
No matter how I, well I it's shot. I get it. I know you will. I know you will. But I'm saying, I'm not even, like, what we're talking about with this star, with this new you know, Star Trek movie that we hope that somebody makes, um, like, it's got a franchise behind it. It's Star Trek. It's That's next gen. It's got, you know what I mean? It's not just some, I'm not trying to say I expect Hollywood to like tomorrow just be like, people like to see personal stories. Like, they, they, I, I get it. Like, I get that that doesn't draw to the, the big screen in the same way, generally speaking. Right. I understand that. Um, but what I don't understand is that like, just because we're doing some big franchise or just because we're doing, um, a superhero movie or whatever the thing is that inherently has both mind share already, um, and a base already and a good foundation that that somehow means all you, like what people are coming for is just to see the all spectacle, 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 spectacle all over you. Oh. Yeah. No, it's, like that's I, not it's just that- true. That's not so. And that's, they, I feel like they approach so many movies that way. I feel like that's how we get X-Men apocalypse. Sure. Yeah. You know uh, what I, I mean? I, I, I agree. I agree exactly with what you're saying. I just feel like, like I, I mean, the, as we come to the close of this episode, which has been a great episode, this has been a fun episode to do. Um, and it was, I was guys, really, hope you guys really have enjoyed funny. it as much as we have. Can I just point out, <laughs> because this tickles me no end, like we, we started by saying, you know, usually we say we're going to talk about Star Trek and then we just wind up off track and grab bag and just talking about random shit. So we're just going to go ahead. It's just going to be random shit. And we spent all we the about time two things. <laughs> like, is that not quintessentially us? No, that's us. That's why us. Okay, guys, we want to hear your thoughts. Um, if if you've gotten to this point of the, the episode, I want you to go to Facebook right now and go to the Trek Off podcast page. And go to or, CBS. Uh, go, go to the Trek Off, and tell Trek them, off Twitter. You know, and go let, to Paramount. Let us know your thoughts. What, you know, and tell what, them that we should write the next movie with well, first tell Well, yeah. first tell us. <laughs> first tell us. And then here's what I really want you guys to do. If you listen to any other Star Trek podcasts, I want you to tell them that we said this is what it should be and that we should be on their shows. That's what you should say. Any Star Trek podcast you listen to, I just want you to tell them, hey, you know what? You got to get the Trek out people on your shows. They have an amazing idea. Um, and then we can make all the money. It'll be amazing. All right. My name is Justin. <laughs> my name is Alexia. Trek off. Trek off, bitches. Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it. If you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.